0: Hi, this is Stuart Weems and welcome to the Investopoly podcast. My goal is to give you simple, easy to understand strategies, insights and tips to help you master the game of building wealth. Uh, And in this episode, I'd like to talk about why uh, you shouldn't buy a property in this market. Now, of course, the title of this uh, podcast is a little bit cheeky. Because uh, as you can imagine, uh, if the, the right property comes up that's investment grade and you can buy it for fair market value, um, uh, then you, of course, uh, you should do that if that's your plan. Uh, and also, it's true that if you buy the right property and hold it for many, many decades, that uh, really the price, the entry price relative to value matters a lot less. Uh, of course, you don't want to pay twice the value of the property, but if you're paying 5 or 10% more, and you're holding that for thirty years, and it's a great property that provides substantial capital growth. Uh, then, uh, really, at the end of the day, that investment is still going to work. Uh, but what what has driven me to sort of um, record this podcast is that my wife and I uh, plan to buy uh, an investment property this year, and so of course we've been monitoring the market a little bit closer than we uh, usually would. Although I, you know, as you can imagine, in my business, I'm still uh, very close to it um, now of course we expect to pay fair market value for a high quality asset you know it's 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 very 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 rare for a really good quality asset to be picked up from a bargain price so we're not looking for a bargain but also we have no interest in overpaying and we're happy to sit on the sidelines until we're able to buy an investment grade property for a fair price Um, But what we've noticed this year is that if you're going to successfully buy a property in this market, you've almost always got to make friends with overpaying, uh, sometimes by uh, more than 10%. And I wanted to sort of discuss or speculate why this might be occurring and and really counsel uh, property buyers, particularly investors, uh, just to be patient and diligent and not necessarily uh, rush into the market. Firstly, let's speculate why property might be selling so um, exuberantly above expectations. Well, my initial hypothesis was that supply was all driven by supply, supply shortages and so forth. And you'll see I've uh, created a graphic where I've picked uh, certain locations in Melbourne and Sydney uh, well maybe I'll call it Victoria and New South Wales uh, to really measure whether it is a supply issue. so that is that there just is not enough listings around that listings are below average and, and it's that it, that's creating the, the uh, imbalance between supply and demand and as a result you get some pretty silly results uh, sales results. Uh, but you'll you'll be able to see that uh, graphic uh, the links in the show notes and of course uh, on the blog on the website. And essentially what it reveals is that, yes, certainly some locations uh, have below uh, trend supply of of listings and particularly locations closer to to water or maybe locations that are probably better described as kind of work from home style locations. That is true. But it's also true that, you know, there's some investment grade locations uh, where listings are uh, probably on trend, you know, with what we'd normally expect. Now, of course, uh, supply, however, only tells us half of the the equation. It's really supply versus demand. So it is entirely possible that in any particular location we might have supply that is uh, normal, if you like, uh, in line with trend. But if demand is well above trend, then of course we're going to see that price appreciation. So supply is one part, and demand is the other. And my analysis sort of suggests well it depends on what market we're looking at. Some are either in, in uh, on trend or below supply, but certainly supply um, isn't above average. But demand is very, very high, and probably the best indicator of demand for property uh, is the amount of new mortgages, so new money coming into the market. Now, if we have a look at the average monthly mortgage volume for own occupiers, this is just homeowners, um, between 2015 and 2020, so the last five years, excluding this calendar year, of course. Normally, uh, it's pretty consistent, about $13 billion a month, Is borrowed to fund the purchase of a home. Uh, The average uh, monthly amount uh, this year, this calendar year, twenty twenty one, is over twenty two billion. So it's gone from thirteen to twenty two billion a month. It's a sixty six percent increase in the volume of owner occupied debt. Uh, Now investment debts increased too, but only about nine percent. So as we can see, most of the demand is coming from home buyers and particularly upgraders, I think, are are very aggressive in the market at the moment. So uh, this data would suggest that we can conclude that that demand is so high, that that it's really a demand thing rather than a supply issue. So what's driving this demand? Well, um, many Australians, and particularly higher income earners, are spending less and saving more as a result of COVID. And this is reflected in the household savings ratio which i the data series started way back in uh, 1973 which is even before i was born uh, and really the savings ratio hasn't has never been this high since the data series uh, began Uh, So this relative improvement in household financial strength is probably encouraging people to spend more money on their home, which either means upgrading or renovating and so forth. Notwithstanding that, uh, whilst uh, fixed rates are on the rise, uh, there's still some fixed rates that are available, uh, particularly for homeowners, uh, that are less than 2%. So money is very cheap, and so spending another million dollars on upgrading a home um, just if you're going to take a very short-term view about what that cash flow cost might be, uh, it is very cheap, particularly compared to historic standards. So let's now turn the attention to why would people overpay? I mean, you, I saw one result on the weekend uh, where the quoting range was less than $2.5 million and it sold for over 3 uh, So that's half a million dollars, arguably half a million dollars above... Reserve or maybe above what people might take as an indicator of uh, fair market value. Why would someone pay half a million dollars more? Well, the first thing is we must remind ourselves that uh, the price versus value equation isn't necessarily the most important comparison or equation or deliberation that someone makes when purchasing an investment property. And uh, for most of us, particularly a lot of people listen to this podcast, we're quite logical and and pragmatic. And so when we go and buy a property, we think, what is that property worth and what am I prepared to pay for it? But not everyone thinks like that. And we should remind ourselves of that fact. Now, there's, of course, some reasons, other reasons why someone might be prepared to uh, overpay for a property. And the first one, I thought I'd just share maybe four with you, but the first one is, you know that uh, maybe uh, someone's assessment of fair market value is different to yours. You know Valuations are highly subjective, um, so it's quite possible that you've actually undervalued the property and they're paying what is fair market value. So we can't be too attached, I think, to our opinions or too attached to the fact that our impression of fair market value is going to always be accurate and correct. Secondly, the property could have special value. So for example, a purchaser might already own next door Um, they might be buying it for a family member to live in so they can live close by, like a a parent, for example. Um, They might need to buy a property within a very specific period of time because otherwise they're going to be homeless, so they're highly motivated. Um, So it could have special value. Uh, Thirdly, uh, they might be very wealthy and actually half a million dollars isn't a big deal to them. And also, if they're taking a very long-term view, uh, that overpaying by half a million dollars in 30 years' time is not going to be uh, it is going to be less of a deal to them, big deal, particularly while money's so cheap, interest rates are so cheap. Uh, and fourthly, they might be driven by FOMO. They might be thinking, well, I'm overpaying half a million dollars today, but if I wait another six or 12 months and property prices keep rising, you know, it's going to cost me a lot more than half a million dollars uh, more in a, a few months or years' time. Uh, there can be lots of reasons that people overpay for property. Of course but that doesn't necessarily mean that we should enjoy them now what i'm counseling uh, my clients to do is exactly what i my wife and i are going to do is rely on the irrefutable laws of supply and demand and, and those irrefutable laws of economics dictate that higher prices will eventually lead to higher supply so that is more listings and an in, in increased level of listings will satisfy the demand and create a more balanced market. Uh, and so some of that power that we're seeing that vendors have at the moment uh, will be more balanced or even some of that power will shift to uh, purchasers because they have more choice then to compare. And uh, I've witnessed you know, a number of over-exuberant mark- property markets over the ca- past couple of decades uh, of uh, running uh, ProSolution, of course, And I know too well that it's entirely possible that higher volume of listings in the future could lead to small price corrections. And that is, prices of comparable properties can come back very quickly by 5 or 10%. Uh, I'm not suggesting that's going to be the case, of course, uh, but I guess the way I look at it is that the balance of probabilities is that property is probably going to be the same or cheaper. Uh, when supply increases and I guess the question is Stuart when will supply increase that's what we don't uh, we don't know uh, but if if we keep seeing these sorts of results in the newspapers where properties are selling for half a million dollars more it will encourage more discretionary vendors to put their to eventually put their property on the market and when that happens then that's when uh, I think a more balanced market will occur. And maybe in those sorts of markets, it's less um, uh, imperative uh, for you to overpay in order to be the successful purchaser of a property. Uh, And that's what my wife and I are waiting for. We're happy to buy next week, in fact, if we find a really good asset and we can buy that for fair market value. Remember, we're not looking for a bargain. We're happy to pay fair market value. But of course, we don't want to overpay. And so if that happens next week, that's fine. Uh, but also, if we have to wait another 12 months, we're completely comfortable with that. At the end of the day, we're making an investment decision that for a property that we're going to plan to probably never sell, but at least hold for several decades. So whether we buy this year, this month, this week, or next year, really isn't going to make any difference to our investment strategy whatsoever. And so I'm giving my clients exactly the same advice. Be uh, Be prudent. Uh, don't procrastinate. Don't try and guess where the market's going. Of course, I've just uh, suggested that I am, I'm doing that to some extent. Uh, but uh, also don't rush into the market. Don't think we've got to invest this year. If we have to wait until next year to find a really good quality asset, uh, then we're happy to do that. And there's really no point in overpaying for a property just to get into the into the market. Of course, if we're looking for a really high quality asset, we must realize uh, that we need to pay fair market value and for really, really quality, high uh, really high quality assets, sometimes they do command a premium compared to comparable sales, and we must keep that in mind too. Um, but obviously, uh, we don't want to be overpaying to the extent. Uh, or, or at all, but really to the extent that I'm talking about, and that's very uh, commonly observed in this market, particularly in investment-grade locations. Uh, So there you go that is really the headline of the podcast today is don't buy property in this market and really what I'm saying is I've observed in this market the only way to be the successful bidder at auction is if you're prepared to overpay uh, and uh, particularly investors should not be prepared to overpay it's just unnecessary uh, and just wait a little bit of time and I'm sure the market will self-correct as all markets do. Just a quick reminder, if you enjoyed the podcast, please do rate it. It really helps uh, rate it wherever you're listening to it, whether it's on Apple or or wherever. Uh, It really does help uh, spread the word and and get more people listening. Uh, And until next week, bye for now.